These uniforms suck. Bart, why do you pick up words like that? Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Homer, watch your mouth! Uh, I gotta go, my damn wiener kids are listening. Welcome back to another edition of the Power Podcast. This week I'm joined by Bertie. Hey, how's it going? 40. Not here. Be back soon. <laughs> and him. <laughs> That's the first time I've laughed since Thursday, so... <laughs> Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's let's quickly run through it, and it's going to be quick. Um, women's Premiership had a global buy in the Shield. The Guildford Owls winning 30-20 to 20 over the... It, we worked out it was like... It was some weird version of Wenty Magpies, which wasn't Wenty Magpies. I don't know what it was. Um, then in the Ron Massey Cup, Wenty 24-10. to 10, uh, The Bo Henry Wentworth Bill Magpies. Um, it, the great bow was Sinbin, but they didn't put it up on the run sheet afterwards, oh. New South Wales RL. Well, it was definitely Sinbin. I was there. I saw it, and I was sitting around some guilt for supporters. They were very happy that Bo Henry was Sinbin. He was carving them up. He was carving- so perhaps it's um, the, the, the New South Wales Rugby League uh, realised the errors of their ways. Well, it was a high tackle, and, you know, as we've seen from Thursday night, high tackles regardless of how intentional or reckless or careless or whatever they are, aren't sin bins. So, yeah, maybe they swapped their... changed their decision around. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, in any event, the the beautiful Bo, um, you know, he'd be a good replacement for um, Mitch Moses at this point. Um, if you're there, Bo, it's a, this is an SOS. <laughs> Get yourself a first-grade contract. Um then into the Canterbury Cup, uh, Eels coming over the top of Penrith, who were in second position and still are uh, twenty to twelve. You were down there, him? Yeah. Um, it was a weird game it was actually very much like Thursday night, where um, Wentz scored early. They scored some really good tries. Um, you see on the highlights there, Salmon made a break and Frenchie was um, supporting through the middle. Celesi run a beautiful line. Off some second phase play and an unbelievable offload to Ethan Parry screaming through the middle. Um, yeah, not really much to report. It was just sort of a... First half was pretty good. The second half was just error, penalty, error, penalty, penalty, error. So yeah, not much to really talk about. Um, I thought Ethan Parry had a really good game. The... The numbers mightn't suggest he had a good game, but with him making the try and then a massive try saver where he rushed up out of the line, missed his, missed his tackle, but made sure he got back. That's the sort of effort you want to see um, from anybody, especially a young guy with heaps of energy, enthusiasm and great attitude. So that was that really stood out for me. I think that was definitely the play of the game where the Penrith play, he should have scored, he didn't. He bumbled it himself by not getting low, but Ethan did a really good job by chasing him back. Um, yeah, other than that, though, it was just sort of a a scrappy game. I think Wenty was sort of lucky that Penrith's goal kicking was pretty bad on the day. They none out of three, and when he kicked four from, oh no, maybe five from five with penalty goals. So that's definitely what won him in the end. Well, they, uh, at least they could get a little bit of retribution after um, Thursday Night Shocker, which is nice segue into it. Um, 
not that we want to talk about it, Penrith getting up 16-10. to 10. And, you know, what a bunch of fuckwits celebrating <laughs> like you've won a grand final. Like, that was the worst game of football probably in the last decade. We literally handed you the game. You had a try that was off a forward pass, and another one was just lucky Johnny on the spot off a ricochet. And you, you, you're acting like you won a grand final. Like, it just shows how pathetic that whole club is. Can we just quickly talk about that ricochet, right? Why do players... It's in the front line when a grubber's put through, insist on putting their foot out. Why do they insist on doing it? The fullback is usually going to cover it. It happened in Wednesday too. I'm pretty sure it was Kafusi. He just stuck his leg out. Bevan French was going to grab it. Stuck his leg out. Gives six again to the opposition. Just let it go through. At the absolute worst, you're going to get a dropout. At, you know, don't just stop sticking your foot. I understand it's... It's an in- instinct to do it to when you see the ball, oh, I've got to get to it. But just think before you stick your leg out. The fullback's probably going to get it. Or if not, someone's going to be coming in behind and batting it dead. So just... Oh, very frustrating. You do realise we are the Parramatta Eels. We are a bunch of drop kicks, right? Yeah, but it happens like a lot of teams do it. Yeah, we have probably the lowest IQ players of all low IQ players in the league currently. That was Reed. That was Reed Marnie, though. I wouldn't call him low IQ. <laughs> yeah, well, that play definitely was. <laughs> um, did we want to touch on anything else uh, apart from our middles being so bad that Penrith's uh, bench of no names was running all over the top? It's just little things like we had dropsies in that second half, right? So when we're rucking the ball out, why do we insist on throwing twenty meter passes? When the defence reads it, you're running one out, you're rucking the ball out, so it's not as if you're going to pass it anyway. You've got the dropsies, so, you know, those 20-metre passes are, like, more dangerous than a pass off the hip. And I just... Just stand next to the dummy half. Take a pass off the hip. You get the ball earlier. The defence won't be able to rush up as quickly. You've probably got a higher chance of catching onto it. It's just... It's little things like that that's just frustrating. I think everything about Thursday night was frustrating. Not just the dropsies, but the defensive reads. And there were a team there that was there to be beaten. Like, they, their, last spot, their last spot for a reason. Penrith did nothing. They hadn't. And then we make them look good. Like, Brad Takarangi, his second thing in the game, makes a defensive error, lets Dinal Edwards... Get a quick play of the ball on a kick return. If you see a player doing a kick return, stand next to the player running up with you. Don't stand hu- don't stand two meters to their left, back a little bit, race up there. Just get up there and smash them. Don't leave a little def- little hole that the players can run through and get a quick play of the ball. You're a for- you're supposed to be playing in the forwards. God. And and just to cap it all off, the team selection from Brad Arthur was absolutely talking of low IQ plays. That has to be one of the worst team selections I have seen um, in the NRL from players available to what was put out on the paddock. It just did not make sense to anybody. Maybe the myth um, that Brad Arthur is not a great first grade coach, but he's a great assistant coach. Like maybe this is above his, you know, his like his level, like. There's no way he's that stupid enough to do those decisions unless he knows he's, he knows something that we don't know. Maybe the players can't handle the 80 minutes. I just don't know 
it's question, it's mind boggling his um team selections because I just think he's out of his depth and I don't know, but oh, that two year extension looks a bit shaky now in my eyes. But yeah, I can understand. That's exactly right. It puts into question all those signings we've just made. If they're going to go out and trot out like this was twenty eighteen levels of appalling. It's worse. And, you know, we, we got we we got shocked. We got um. Hoodwinked, we got bamboozled into thinking that this team might actually go on a run for the finals. And Forty said last week, we'll find out a lot about them in the next coming weeks. And so far, all we've found out is that they're as bad as they were last year and with not much hope of um, improving. Well, the thing is, like, we'll discuss it later, but Tim Manor being moved into the starting lineup last week, I thought was a smart idea. We started off badly, and you can see that when Tim comes on the field, tempo changes, intensity changes. And I can understand why we'd start him. But then it's up to the guys on the bench to go, well, hang on a sec, why have I been dropped? We haven't started well. I've got to make an impact here coming off the bench. And then they're incapable of doing that. So it's not just the decisions made. Like, obviously, again, we'll discuss it later, but Brad Tackering on the bench, I didn't like it. I don't like... I don't like Tackering in the team at all. I, he's just too much of a rocks and diamonds player and... Not enough diamonds this year. Um, and his defensive decisions are woeful. But, like, yeah, and then you've got to move Sean Lane into the middle. And unfortunately for Sean, he's not running off Dylan Brown for the past, or well, two months or whatever it is. So his attacking weapon is running lines inside the opposition 20. And you've got to run off Will Smith. And the thing, ah, oh, everything leads me to a chan- to another tangent. Why is Will Smith playing better than Mitchell Moses? Very true. Why is he the dominant half? Why is Mitch sitting back and letting this game um, be controlled by somebody else? Um, Especially somebody who's been injured for the majority of the season. Injured for the majority of the season. Is a utility player at best. Sort of, you know, coming off the bench, I can understand Will Smith. But starting in the halves, because we don't have our other starting half there... But he's a he's a utility, and it's it's more of an indictment on Moses than it is Will Smith. Has I thought has been fantastic since coming back. He's shown some um, his kicking his kicking choice isn't is left to be desired, but his passes have been pretty good. He's run the ball reasonably well, and when he actually, but when he actually puts a kick in, it's flat and sort of like a something different, whereas all of a sudden we pass it to Moses on the last tackle, he just puts it up in the air. It's not doing it. And the thing is, they're not big enough for the chase to come through and actually attack the ball. And they're not worrying anybody. They're just, they're just, it's just a kick. If you're going to put a kick in, put something different in. Don't put a spin on it. Put some spiral on it. Don't make it easy for the fullback or the wingers to catch. We had Penrith. We had Dylan Edwards and Josh Mansour who have had the dropsies all year since we played them. We know they've got the dropsies. And we put up those terrible kicks. We put up kicks that are just going to catch and like no no um, defensive pressure on them. Like What is that? I just think... Um, I just think with this young spine... There's literally no one out there that's a general. We need someone. Um, look, when Fergo is the most successful player in our squad and he's a winger, that's just telling you no one in this squad doesn't know how to win. You look at the Cowboys game, it was 10 all in like the 70th minute, I believe. And Mock Morgan, 
a proven premiership winner, state of origin player, kicks to the, kicks to the sideline. Now, you could have said, you know, maybe that's a bit of a stretch. They might want an attacking kick. But what happens after that? You just force the error. Same thing with Penrith. They, they were just kicking to the court. They will kick on third, for God's sake. Like, we don't... No one in the squad knows how to clutch... Not clutch out, win. Grind out a win. We've got, all we are is a bunch of front-running front um, players. Like, you look at our wins this year. We've, we've won by, what, 13-plus majority of them? And it's just... We don't know how to grind out a win. And... It's telling when, you know, only the person that knows how to win is Fergie and he's on the wing. So, until one of them has to step up, which is Gufferson, whether it's Moses, you know, hopefully Dylan Brown one day, he could be that person. But someone in that spine has to know what it takes to win a game when it's going to... Because not everything's going to go your way. You're not going to score 30 points a game. And the team has to realize, you look at the Broncos game, they won 8-2. 10 points in that whole game. And that's just that's the winner. Like, just, this team has to grow up and in the game and yeah just yeah it's frustrating you know to be an Eels fan at them and you talk about a leader and like and a, and a game plan and game management that comes that does come back down to the halfback right Moses needs to be going look we're not playing well alright we'll kick on the fourth when they're not dropped back we'll kick early we'll get down there we'll play down there into the field because we're dropping the ball they're dropping the ball we might as well drop the ball down their end of the field so you know, if myself, a bloody numpty about football, can see that and think that, these Mitchell Moses, all, all of these players, all these players since they were, play, what, five years old, why aren't they, why aren't they, why can't they see it? It's, it's not a hard game. It's not, it's not hard. All you've got to do, it, it's not hard in theory, right? You run hard and you tackle hard. You train to do that, you've been doing that all your life. This is your chosen career, right? So, you know, you can have an off day or whatever, but don't make it game day. Make it the day before when you're doing captain's run. Make that your off day. What happened to those meetings that they were having as a spine? I thought Marnie came out and said we're having meetings as a spine, going through each week our plays. What happened? Like, they look like no one knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Like, like Murata getting the ball in the fifth tackle. Yeah, like that's not just, Murata's fault. Someone should be telling nah, him stand forward and be the blocker, not oh you've got to don't stand here, you know? It's not it's not his fault that he got the ball in the last. Someone's gotta count the tackles. Who's counting the tackles out there? And just to add to your hatred of origin, um potentially playing Ferguson at centre to try and get him a rep call up, well it had the exact opposite effect. Um why would you you would put the uh game's best winger at the moment on the in-centre position for him to drop the ball three times and they were just farcical errors as well um, I'm glad that Bo's changed it this week but gosh it shouldn't have taken a week of that to, to, to sway his mind that Ferguson's best position was and is the wing Alright we finished with our rant I think yeah I've, I don't have much else to say other than um, it looks like we're in for another 2018. Um, we just lost two games against bottom four teams and didn't look even close in both of them. We just completely beat ourselves with errors and 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 just being absolute farcical. And um, it looks like we started the season out well, uh, trying to make amends for 2018, but that can only get you so far. And a couple of teams from the bottom have started to make their way forward. Look at the Knights now. They're one win ahead of us. And they're in the top four. Um, but I can't see this team turning it around because they're just not 
tough, uh, headstrong enough. In the or they just don't. Well, they. It's just the attention to detail is just disgusting. Right. And got, again, Penrith are winning the ruck. Why can't we? You know, the start of the year, Murata Murata was putting in big shots and really dominating defenses. On Thursday night, he was tackling and hug. He was hugging players. Like, put the shoulder in. You know, it's it's only Penrith you're playing. Who was the second row on his side? Kickow makes two runs a game. Put the shoulder in. Put him on his back. The only player that the only player that I saw. Oh, there was two that I saw try and put players on their back. And that was Tim Manor and David Gower. They were the only two trying to win a ruck. Right. They're bloody 70 years old combined. Why? What are these young guys doing? They're supposed to be the young fit forwards and put them on their back and try and get to your front when you've got the ball. It just... Um, I said I predicted at the beginning of the season that we'd finish around 6 to 8 for it. You know, uh, around the 12 to 14... Sorry, 13 to 14 wins, I reckon. I, I, I highly doubt we'll make the 8. I just think... Let's be honest. We finished with spoon with the spoon last year. We had six wins. We've really got five now. It's a big overachievement. I can see us probably nag, snagging another what three or four wins, maybe five wins at best. And when you look at it, that's an improvement. But we're gonna people got to realize fans have to get real, man. You know, stop drinking the Kool Aid and realize we ain't gonna win the premiership this year. We're not. We don't got a premiership squad, right? We don't even have a top four squad. We probably barely get a top eight squad and just got to realize we've got a huge improvement huge a lot of youth in our team that needs a lot more experience but we've got a we, we've got a huge um i'm not going to say we've got a five-year plan but i'm planning for the future right now because we're not going to win the premiership this year i'm just being honest you know so yeah just quickly just to just what's that clicking noise i keep hearing like a revolver or something uh, I'm playing in the background, so oh, I apologize. Right. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, but that's the thing, Bertie. It's not it's not our inexperienced guys that are doing the wrong thing. It's the guys with 100, 150 games, 200 games of NRL next to their name. They're the ones doing the wrong thing. Like, Reedy, you make a mistake in him, but what, he's 20, 20 games into his career? Like, that's not his well, fault. We, we can't that's, rely that's on That's not we, his we, fault. Well, see, we expect the players that have the. 150 plus game experience to help us right now. They're not exactly. helping us. That's 100%. They're being, they're, but so, so we've got to forget about them and just, you know, once, they, once their contracts are up, move them on because the future is in our youth and we're going to have to start, you know, getting them experience because we're going to have to rely on them because we, those players that have more experience, they're not helping us. So we're not going to rely on them. So, yeah, it's just to kick up the backside when you have to, you know, just these, these players that are they're professional athletes and they're just dog shit, you know, like. And the thing is, like, I, I had to bring it back up. Well, I, I love bringing it back up because Ethan, I think, is a fantastic player. But if you haven't, go check out the extended highlights on the Parramatta Eels website of the Wenty game there. How many of our players would have made that try-saving tackle that he did on the weekend? How many would even put themselves yeah. in that position yeah. to make that try-saving tackle? I wouldn't be able he to name in. anybody. He rushed in for a tackle, right? Missed it. Okay. You can probably hound him for missing it. But he had the speed and he did not give up and he ran back and tackled and made a try saving tackle. Yeah, he had the how tenacity, us- he had the attitude, he had the right yeah. attitude to go and do it. Yeah. Like how how many people like you look at you look at our past, they'll rush up I'm not gonna hate I hate Takarini, let's be honest. I don't like him in the squad. But whenever he rushes up, he just stands there and looks at his winger. Yeah. 
Parry, he's, this is what we need youth. And this is why I can't wait till what, the June or July deadline to come so we can use these development players because you know what? Youth is going to... youth. We need youth in this squad to bring the energy levels because the veterans in this squad, they're lazy bastards, whether you like it or not. They're not doing anything. And just, oh, they need comp- they need to feel that... Because they're probably thinking these youngsters, right? They're on a develop- developmental contracts. Like, they think their job is secure the vets. So they probably think, let's take it easy a bit. You know what? We're going to start blooding these youngsters and giving them more more responsibility and more game time because what, what was Kofusi? Why was he dropped? Come on. He was performing so well for us. You know, like, and you drop him? For who? Like, it's just, it's just mind-boggling. Oh, the, the coach, he needs to kick up the ass. Yeah, they all do, you know? Poor youngsters, man. I'll, you know, it's just uh, another rant. Sorry, did we want to move on? I don't think we've got too much news. No, uh, nothing, nothing just really. about the election last night. Um, so uh, the same group that tried to do it for the 19th of February put another motion forward, something very similar, um, about wanting to have the members elect their own board. Uh, I won't share my opinion on it on the pod, not for the moment, just because it's, it's already been done. So... Um, Yes, so they tried, they failed again last night. I think it was about 53 to 47%. Um, they need 75%, so um, it'll be interesting to see where, uh, as a leagues club, we head to from here and what Max will propose in the future. Yep, so it should be said it was the Spagnolo block. Um, obviously, they've got links to construction, so you can see they want all their dirty mitts on the um, the potential uh, hotel being built by the league's club. Um, and we've already seen they've been sanctioned by the uh, Office of Gaming and Liquor and Recreation, so you don't want these bunch of... So I don't know why you'd ever want to have those people anywhere near um, controlling and the And another one um, that's part of that ticket is Tony Labazetta, who people might know from uh, Marconi. And um, you, don't, you, only, you only have to do a quick Google search about Tony Labazetta, Marconi, to find out. And I've got a, an article here, just quickly. In 1999, he was banned for a year after a magistrate found that he had openly exploited the club to his own benefit on an ongoing basis. So he's one of the people that are standing for this ticket. That's all that needs to be said. Bunch of um, <laughs> Alright, well I think that about wraps up the news. Because um, I, I did say, I said if that ticket gets up, that's it, I'm done. I, I can't continue to support a club that would, um, you know... W- w- Three years ago, we got done for cap cheating, and that's one of the darkest days in the club. I've always had a Melbourne storm for that thing, and to find out your own club was doing the exact same thing. Not to the same degree, but there's still the same criminality involved. Um, and if our members are so stupid as to put um, crooks back uh, in in charge, you know, I think that would just about be the end of me um, in supporting the club at all. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Um, this week's previews. There's a couple of buys coming up, so the women have a global buy. Uh, then we have the... Is the Shield? Yeah, the Shield's first up. So Guildford Owls in fifth position, taking on Asquith Magpies, sixth position, 1pm at McCready Park on Saturday the 1st of June. Uh, then into the Ron Massey Cup, 
we have the Wentworthville Magpies in first position taking on the Mounties in second position. 1pm at Ringrose Park on Sunday, the 2nd of June. You're going to be getting out there, uh, Ham? Yeah, it's a big uh, Wentzy family day out there, so I'm pretty sure it's free entry for, or maybe a gold coin donation or something out there. So, uh, yeah, it should be a big day. And then we have the um, Jersey flag after... It was two weeks of global buys, wasn't it? Yep, back. So, 11th position, Eels taking on the Rabbitohs in third position, 11am on Sunday, the 2nd of June at Ringrose Park. There's a fair few ins back. Um, Harry Duggan, Bailey Biondiodo, uh, Vigalu, Sione Fendua. Or were they just on the bench or something last time? Um, Fendua was injured, I believe. Well, it looks like a fair few back, like Tapatau mm. ties back as well, William Key. Um, but that team looks looks a lot better than it has in portions oh, of this season. Um, um, our back line looks fantastic. I don't think we've named a better back it line. It does. One through, th- yeah, one through yeah. seven is fantastic. So I'll just run through that. Sione Fenua, uh, Hayes Dunster and William Key on the wings, Afalo and Akafalau in the centres, and then Taipari and Bailey Biondiodo in the half, so yeah, that looks so much better than what it has this season, um, but unfortunately, uh, that means the demotion of uh, Hollis No, not demotion, um, in the forwards. he's playing State of Origin under 18s under, uh, uh, My bad, and so I guess Stefano Atuikimanu is in that same vein No, he's playing right? reserve grade Oh, the, uh, oh, why didn't Stefano get picked this uh, year, that's weird 20th. He scored the game winning try last year, year. Uh, duh, That's why <laughs> But don't they, don't they have a couple? So they've got 18s and yeah, 20s. Yeah, 20s will be later on. Origin, yeah. Okay, yep. They only play the one yeah, game, they don't, don't they? They don't play series, three. Which I don't understand, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, which famously Reed won last year, By didn't he? single-handedly. <laughs> um, all right, well, yeah, hopefully um, we'll get a, a good report from you after Sunday's game um, with a lot of those players back in, which is fantastic for that yeah, team. Yeah, coming up in South Sydney, uh, I believe. Then third? Yeah, they're third correct. on the table. So, third position, Rabbitohs. Um, they've got a bit... I, I don't recognise any of their names, I've got to be honest with you, um, except for Peter Mamuzelos, who I believe last year carved up our... Um, SG ball team. He's a very crafty dummy half, very much Robbie Farrell-like. And Brock Gardner, who's another hard-working lock, sort of in the similar vein of Radley and Cameron Murray. And then on to the Canterbury Cup. Wenty Magpies in 7th position, taking on the Rabbitohs in 8th position at 3pm at Ringrose Park. So a full day at Ringrose, three grades. Um... Couple of ends. <laughs> so you, ha- you you had the 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 stat about the first grade um, experience yeah, in that uh, team. Yeah, six hundred nineteen NRL games for well, basically one to thirteen, and you've got a couple of um, um you know zeros in there with Ethan Parry, Lalissi Wow, Raba Louis, Davy, and Fyinga. So they're the only players with zero NRL experience. So if you, you know, <laughs> that's a fair chunk of um. First grade playing reserves. But then again, they might drag uh, the rest of these reserve graders who have been playing above their weight this year um, down to their first grade level. So fingers crossed that's not the case. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so just um, uh, players to be demoted, Brad Takarangi, Dan Alvaro, George Jennings, and um, for the life of me, I can't figure out why when some of the other players are still getting a go, uh, Tim Manor. Um, but that unfortunately kicks Hayes Dunster and Josh Minhinick out of the team, who I thought, from from your reports, had played yeah, rather Minhinic, well last um, week. You know, just sort of floated around a little bit, but it's in that second half, he's running out of dummy half, and I think he broke a tackle or two every single time he ran the ball. Uh, ran the ball well. I th- believe he made the most metres of our backs. Um, don't quote me on that, but he would have gone pretty close with him and Greg there, so... Um, no, he, he played really well, especially in that second half when we needed someone to get the ball and go somewhere. He was the one doing it. So, fingers crossed for another good result in reserve grade. And poor Rabbit they've just about... They haven't named anybody on the um, wing opposite George Jennings. Um, and I assume that's because they're uh, absolutely... Um, They've checked the, the cupboard and it's bare at the moment. So they've got a Yelene Gordon on the extended reserves, but he, um, no offence to him, but he looks like a prop forward rather than a winger. Yeah, maybe 15 years ago he might have been able to shift out onto the wing, but <laughs> no, not anymore, big buddy. So. All right, well, that takes us to the first grade game. As we touched on, Rabbitohs with a raft of injuries and also... Um, coming under uh, New South Wales... Oh, sorry, not New South Wales. State of Origin um, impact. Now, I'm just having a look. There's a Mawini Herodi on the wing for the Rabbitohs. And in the Mag- Magpies, when he reserve grade, we've got a Hamona Herodi. I wonder if there's any... Um, I'm, pretty sure they'd be re- I'm pretty sure they're related. Well, there you are. Um, so let's go on to the team list for the Eels. Fullback Clinton Gutherson on the wings. Thank the Lord Blake Ferguson and Mike Sivo. Michael Jennings is back. As if after last year, you'd think you'd welcome the return of Michael Jennings. We but gosh, he couldn't come back sooner and, soon enough. <laughs> and Josh Hoffman in the centres. Uh, halves, Will Smith, Mitch Moses. In the forwards, Kane Evans gets a recall from a reserve grade state straight to starting prop. Uh, Junior Paulo also in the forwards, and he's somebody that really needs to lift his game after the last couple of weeks. Uh, at hooker, Reed Marnie. And then a changed second row, your man, Birdie. He's been demoted to the bench, um, and probably deservedly so, in place of Manu Ma'u taking up that right um, second row position, Sean Lane on the left. And then Tepai Moroa locking it all out. And gosh, we could really do with getting um, the Brown oh, brothers back sometime ever. soon. And Nathan Brown, he's back. Was he doing contact this uh, week? He was or in or the just orange more? in the photos, so that's usually non-contact. Unless they told him to... Yeah, but doing a post Unless they told him to pop the orange, orange vest on <laughs> for the photos and then take them off. But... Um, well, I think the reports are, when was he expected back? About round 14, so he couldn't be too far away. Yeah, it's usually about a about a month beforehand that they um, they give him. So, yeah, it'd be around 12 to 14, I think you should be in. 
And then the bench is Penny Terrapo, who should be thanking his lucky oh. stars that he hasn't been dropped in place of Tim Manor. Um, Ray Stone gets a recall to the bench, um, somebody that's a hard worker and needs that grit and determination. David Gower remains in the team, and Murata Nia Kore also on the bench, with the extended reserves being Brad Takarangi, George Jennings, Tim Manor, and Dan Alvaro. But with all four of them being named in Wenty, I don't see that 1 through 17 changing. Yeah, the... um. One I like there in particular is Ray Stone. Um, even though he's been injured, when you've been losing because of intensity, um, attitude, and you know just a will to win, he's the sort of player you want on the bench because he's small, but he'll go out there and try and win every single ruck, whether he has the ball, he doesn't have the ball. So that's the that's the sort of style of play you want to be bringing in to this team to inject something and inject a bit of some good attitude and inject some toughness and some steel. So I really like that um, that uh, change of players. Again, you said Penny Terrapo is still there. When you've got Tim Manor, who's been playing career, I think career best football um, this year. You know, you've got to you've got to have him on the bench. Or you've got to start. You got to you got to have him in the team, especially as also with his experience, because. You do have these young guys, you still need to put experience around them, and he's one of the older guys that hasn't let anybody down this year, so unless something's wrong with Timmy, I'm, I'm, I am disappointed in him losing his spot. And then to the South's team list, so the big four outs, Cameron Murray, Cody Walker, Damian Cook, and Dane Gagai. Um, so that's only two forwards. I think we'd need the rest of their forward pack out to uh, really register as a chance. Um, but their team list, Corey Allen at fullback on the wings, Harotti and Campbell Graham. In the centres, Ethan Lowe and Adam Dwayhe. Um, that should be... Uh, um, Lebanon great Adam Dwayhe. Uh, then in the halves, Connor Tracy, Adam Reynolds, and the forwards, George Burgess, Tom Burgess, Billy Britton at hooker. Second row is John Sutton, Sam Burgess, and Tavita Totola. And the extended uh, the interchange bench is Bailey Sirenen, Mark Nichols, Dean Britt, Liam Knight, and the extended bench is Colin Matangi, Gagan, and Hawkins. And as I touched on, the majority of their forward pack is still as it usually is. Um, and where we've been destroyed in the last couple of weeks is straight down the middle. So um, whilst they've got a couple of players out in that back line, um, I still don't see us. And, and of course, their hooker out as well. Um, it's going to be a, a tough struggle yeah, we can't in the take middle of the field. Lightly here. I think, you know, bit of a weird, I haven't checked this over, but I'm pretty sure that our Wenty back line has more first-grade experience than their back line would. The only player that would come close would be Ethan Lowe, but he's only got about... Just under 150 games, I'm going to say. So, yeah, we need to need to muscle up. We really need to show some good attitude there in the middle. Otherwise, you know, they're just going to roll through us in attack. And then with Adam Reynolds' kicking game and our poor attitude, you know, it's it'll be a very close one. We just got to our forwards need to muscle up and really toughen up for this one. And if we can if we can match their output then um, we've got. I think we've got them in the backs, but it all comes down to that forward battle. Yep, and um, Adam Reynolds will be out with a point to prove after. <laughs> That's all it takes is one lucky um, Johnny on the spot moment and you get a number seven origin jersey, it appears. Um, so um, 
yeah, Adam Reynolds will definitely have a point to prove after being left out of that Origin team, um, being clearly the superior seven so far this season. And um, Birdie. Yep. What, was, you, was, what, was, what were your thoughts? Um, let's team start. list, what we need to do to win. Oh, uh, well, team list. Um, okay, Murata, you can tell Murata's been... Um, He's been tired lately. Like this is his first full, I'd say full week, to, like full season where he's played week to week, and you know it's probably just taking a toll on him. Um, yeah, I like the addition of Raystone. He brings energy. As I was, as my rant earlier, we need energy because we're a tired looking bunch. Um, a bit surprised. I, I don't know why it's matter. This is twenty one. Is he nursing an injury or like I just? No, he's picked for Wenty. So I don't know. Like. In the past, I'd say drop matter, but now he's he's had one of our best forwards off the bench. Like the bench is, we found his purpose. It's just, I don't know why Tack is still there. I literally, I think I'm need to start drinking to understand that he's logic. Not, he's on the reserves. Isn't he on the reserves? Well, okay. Well, I don't Terrapo. know why he's still in the, the whole squad. Is the name that you... No. Well, I just want I just I just want Tacker to be winning full time. I just think he doesn't bring nothing to the squad and. Um, the is going to win. Oh, we, obviously we got to smash their forward pack. Like they've, this is exactly like um, Cowboys game where they've got a, a, a decent forward pack, but they had a, a terrible backline and they still won the game. So the key to the game is just a forward pack. You just got to win it. Hopefully they've learned to tackle this year, uh, this um, game. You know, put the contact in, drive the shoulder into the you know the players. Like, but surely, surely we can take advantage of a bloody um, depleted south side or. If we if we lose, it's going to get ugly because okay they they've won ten of eleven, but they've got no one in the back line. Seriously, they've got they've got one guy coming back from an ACL. I don't even know half the players. I'm looking at Super Coach right now. They're they're in the cheapies actually. I don't know any of their players. So um, just just keep it simple. Look, just play boring football. If it's going to get you two w, two, uh, two points, just play boring football. Just kick kick long, kick it on third. You know what? What pissed me off so much about the Penrith game is. Um, we kept dropping the ball, stupid plays, and then when we took the two, people were complaining about it. I'd rather take the two than drop the ball on the first tackle. So if if you're worried about it, just kick it, kick it on the third. Just keep chase. You've got to make sure that chase is good. It's just That's um, it's, oh, oh, again, Takarangi, come on, man. You, you've been on the bench. Your ass is probably got numb for sitting on the bench for sixty minutes. Like it's just um, yeah, just just keep it simple, stupid. Like you know, that's that saying they do in high school. But um, yeah, don't worry about the crowd. Like pulling on a show for the crowd. Us all fans just want you to win. We don't give a shit if it's eight two, two nil, two one. Like just win the game. Just I just want a response. I just want them to understand. I just want to show that they listen to Brad Arthur and they respect Brad Arthur and they want to play for Brad Arthur. Because a lot of them don't feel like they don't want to play for anyone. And yeah, it's just yeah. I'm just I'm still shitty from fucking last week. You know. Was, yeah. Yeah, that's it for me. I think we all love birdies, so don't (laughs) worry too much about that. Well, um, let's just get to the predictions then, so I'll start with you. Um, Oh, okay, so I reckon we'll win 16-10. First try scorer, can't say Murata. First try scorer will be uh, Maker Sivo, and um, I think Ray Stone will get over the line. If he does play, I reckon he will, you know, maybe sneaky, dummy half dart, but um, yeah, just try and limit the drop balls to like less than five per game. I know that's wishful thinking, but I saw a stat, I think it was like 35 errors in the last three games. You know, you can't 
you can't win football games like that, you know. Okay, our penalties have been all right, but just cut down those drop balls, man. So, yeah. And then you, Ham. 10-8, our way. I think uh, Josh Hoffman, first and only try scorer for us. And then for me, I've got us going down 30 to 10, um, getting absolutely steamrolled in the forwards again. I can't say anything good about this team because we are garbage. Um, and I don't think we've got the mental toughness to go anywhere this season. So um, I would just see this being another long season. Um, probably having the two wins will... Uh, will um, uh, Sorry, having the five wins so far this season is about the best we can hope for. Um and, yeah, I'm completely off them at the moment. It's just disgraceful the last three weeks, the effort that's been put in. And, um, yeah, I, I think we've made a mistake now in re-signing Brad Arthur. Um, I, I, he just he, he doesn't have the, the makings of a premiership winning coach for mine. So um, I'm completely off, off, the, off them at the moment. And I'll be very fortunate in that um, I'll be out at the Vivid Festival on Friday night and um, I'm going to leave my phone back at the uh, uh, the um, place that we're staying at so I don't even have to keep up with the score so I'm not watching it. It's good. Tell you what, you know what I'm looking forward to? Not the football game. But apparently that light show went off, you know, bring your phone, turn yeah, it on. Yeah, that, that light show is the, the best part about what, last be Thursday night. If you were tell sitting you what, on the um, corporate side of the field, you would have seen everyone's lights go up whereas... Us plebs. Yeah, well, I was sitting over in that corner. Yeah, I was sitting in that corner. It looked fantastic. I'm prepared to uh, sit in, sit in the parking lot three hours after the game just for that light show and pay my eleven dollars at the club to get free parking because I know Underfield's going to be full of shit. So, yeah. All right, and what's been going on off field, Birdie? The um, NBA playoffs are starting to get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. after the uh, Paramount game, I did a conscious thing and stayed off Twitter, stayed off Discord till so Monday. So no more but, uh, fights with Tigers. Yeah, the teams NBA finals. No, it's actually uh, ex-Paramount plays ah. now on my agenda. So um. CK. Yeah, the NBA game, uh, NBA players. <laughs> a certain ex-Paramount player that couldn't get a uh, gig in even first grade uh, England rugby league, but is having a pout that the Eels wouldn't pick him up and no other NRL team would pick him up, like Cameron King. <laughs> Do yourself a favour, pull your fucking head in. Like, you were that terrible last year that not even first grade England wanted you. You had to go to second grade in England. Like, fuck, how much are they fucking paying you? A Coke and a pie, is that it? But is he, he's only a paramedic. He never played for any other club, eh? So it's not like he's been sacked, has he? <laughs> Am I reading that right? Or, But yeah, just like... Okay, once I'm... Fin- venture frustration once, alright, but every time... Every time you're going to have a Q&A, you're going to bitch about being moved on 25? Mate, this is, what, this is what you do. Go on our good mates at the Cumberland Fro Twitter, look at their pinned post, and see yourself uppercutting yourself. That's the reason why you got sacked, all right? Second reason you got sacked is you caught a Parmigiana or a Parma, not a Parmi. No, 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 Parmi. Yeah, the other way. Yeah, oh, that, that stuff is... Yeah, that's the reason you got sacked, all right? So stop having a bitch sesh. Enjoy England's weather. I know it's probably horrible, you know, minus eight or whatever. But just get over it, you know? And I know he's blocked me, but if that's what it takes, then, mate, you shouldn't be playing first grade. You're, you're, a, soft as, you're a soft player, so... Yeah, back to NBA. <laughs> um, Kawhi Leonard, you know, the claw. He um, tamed the Greek freak. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I saw. I think someone posted on the Discord that someone's paid $71,000 to sit courtside um, at the, the first game, game one between the Raptors and the Golden State Warriors, man. Tell you what... 
for people complain like we complain about the price of meat pies. You have dedicated fans there spending a year's salary for a seat. So put stuff into perspective. Just don't, stop complaining about the ten dollar pies and yeah, shut up. And that's it, really. Um, nothing. The band broke up without playing a show, without recording anything. So disappointing <laughs> there. Um, yeah. What else is going on? Nothing. What 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 happens during football season? Oh, Champions League this uh, Monday. My Spurs are in it. You can cheer for us, uh, Ham. Anyone but Liverpool. Liverpool, I'll just say that. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're my best friend, man. You're my best friend. I can't stand Liverpool fans, by the way, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, in mine, this has been a bit of work, a bit more work, but this weekend, just going to Vivid, which will be nice. Um, and other than that, yeah, there's been too much to write home about. Um, 40, what the yeah, fuck's no, he doing? No. He never showed up. Well, me last week. Still put in more effort than, yeah. Still put more effort in the Parramatta than, uh, first graders. So yeah, gotta give him credit. <laughs> Very true. Um, all right. Well, um, you know, fingers toes crossed for this weekend. Don't expect much. Don't be too disappointed. And um, we'll see, see you on the next Power Podcast. Fucking shit!